you're moving around this morning. Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for this Thursday. And, um, you know, for, again, for guys that are, that are driving today, I just ask you to, to protect them this morning. Um, I understand the roads are uh, snow covered in Cincinnati. So people that are moving around to work, I just ask you to protect them, guide them. And, um, and Lord, just uh, help us, help us to, again, just kind of calm down our minds today, whether people are listening live or later, and just uh, help us hear what you want us to hear this morning. Thank you for John and his leadership. God, I ask you to bless him and Michelle and his kids and um, the vision that you have for him. Help clarify that and give him the resources to stay the course with your vision for John's Amen. life. We love you. Amen. John Alice, good morning. Good morning, Jerry Beerman. Morning, tribe. Uh, been working this week on our communication. Uh, Jerry just highlighted for me uh, follow through and timeline. So uh, today I want to do snapshots of three different communicators and see if we can't learn some different things from them and different facets of communication that would hopefully benefit both our customers, our vendors, and our staffs. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to look at Jesus and Daniel and Horton. So uh, Jesus in his Sermon on the Mount, which is a really um, kind of the high watermark of what it means to live a life like and with Jesus says very simply, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Anything beyond this is trouble. Mm. So I, in my work experience at the collision shop, found that my yeses often sounded like yes, but which was just a challenge for me. So people would be like, can you give me a quote to fix my car? And I'd be like, yes, but, <laughs> you know, yes, I can, I can tell you about the damage I can see and I can give you an estimate to repair that. But with a hit like this, there's likely damage behind there that I cannot mm -hmm. see and I cannot tell you how to fix that until the car is disassembled. Mm -hmm. And that was a, it was kind of a yes answer, but it was really dissatisfying for them but I didn't have another answer. It was really the best yes I could give them at that point. So sometimes there's our yeses don't feel good. Mm -hmm. Other times, other experiences I've had where people have said yes, where they've brought me um, some truth. I was in a place where I was not doing well and they would bring truth and they didn't say a single thing that was not factual. It was not true. I couldn't argue with it. It was all correct. But that truth was used like a club. Mm. And it beat me. It just, it wounded me. Mm -hmm. And so truth has the ability to convict, but we should never wield it like a weapon. That's not the, in my mind, that's not how the good shepherd seeks the lost. That's a judge. Mm -hmm. condemning us. So, you know, Jesus with his yes had, um, you know, the caveat, he had some, some ambiguity. It was a yes, but, you know, yes, this is going on, but, and his no was the same way when, when we're wrong and he says no to choices that we're making that are bringing destructive results for ourselves or those around us, those are not no's that disqualify us, or as we would say now, that cancel us. Yeah. Jesus' no's didn't cancel us. He said no to behavior 
but left the door open for the person. Mm -hmm. So he would say, no, being a harlot is not your only choice. It seems like the only choice, but it's not. That I'm saying no to that behavior, but I'm saying yes to you, where the religious culture would cancel that person, declare them as that, and that's what you are, period. The, the political culture would cancel a tax collector as an enemy of the people, an enemy of the state. And Jesus canceled the behavior because it was manipulative and selfish, mm -hmm. and, but he didn't cancel the person. So our yeses, I want to encourage you when you're saying yes, say it with humility, some ambiguity. Let your no's be no to behaviors and let the door of possibility be open. If you can change, you can change. Say no to the behavior, say yes to the person. Mm -hmm. So a little bit tricky to, to live into that, but I think that Jesus has some great wisdom there for us to stick with that and not go beyond mm -hmm. um next care do you have any questions about that Jerry? well just very quickly as you're saying that i'm feeling again convicted i love rick rick meyer always says that to me it's very convicting is that you know sometimes you say yes but you really don't mean yes like i just want to placate you like i i just want i just there, there's no depth to my yes i'm just saying oh yeah sure well and then sometimes i'm saying no well and sometimes i don't want to say no because I don't want to hurt your feelings. So it's mm -hmm. like this weird emotion that's tied to those yeses as well. It's like there's a there's a behind the curtain, there's a feeling that somebody gets from saying yes, and there's a feeling that somebody gets give, gives and gets from saying no. So again, for me to audit that, I think is is really helpful. So good, excellent. Man. That's good. a great point. So our next character is Daniel, and. Um, Daniel is the, the Daniel of the lion's den. And I don't know if you know how he got to the lion's den. <clears throat> but Daniel was uh, a young man in Israel. And he, as a person, was a plunder of war. Mm. So he was taken from his home and put into the service of the king. And in the service of the king, he, he flourished. Mm. He, he went... Um, to the kind of the head of the table. Like he just became the primary advisor to the king. And the thing about Daniel that landed him in the lion's den was his actions were so powerfully and consistently aligned with his words that his enemies were able to use that against him. His actions were so powerfully and consistently aligned with his words that his enemies were able to use that against him. In jealousy, they used his godly devotion, which was the source and the foundation of his success and favor that he experienced to betray him. They, they tricked the king, kind of puffed him up and said, everybody should pray to you because you're so great. Because they knew that Daniel, even if it was illegal, would continue to pray and honor his God. Mm -hmm. And they just, they set him up. They absolutely set them up. So I, you know, when I have suffered for my, you know, what I've said, it's never been because I did it so faithfully. It's always like I failed to follow through on a commitment and I suffered. I don't know, you know, this integrity that, that Daniel lived in is 
not been my experience this far in my life. Mm-hmm. I've, I've suffered for not letting my yes be yes or my no be no. It's a consequence of a failure to complete, you know? So for this tribe this morning, my prayer is that you would be so faithful and consistent that your integrity could be used against you. That, that your, your enemies would expect you to be faithful and loyal, even if it costs you everything. Mm-hmm. Daniel knew to do that was going to put his life in the crosshairs. And he lived in his integrity. Mm. So there's a, a quote. Now, this is a, it's an internal thing. This is just you and Jesus, right? This, nobody else is in there. Nobody else knows. And uh, Naval Ravikant, who's an entrepreneur, said, self-esteem is just the reputation you have with yourself. Mm. Self-esteem is just the reputation you have with yourself. I pray that this tribe has an outstanding reputation with itself that would push come to shove. Though it costs us everything, we would live in that kind of integrity. Mm. The second thing I want to encourage you with, tribe, is not to be surprised at the wickedness of the evil, (laughs) evil people. Like, don't be, just don't be surprised. Yeah. Don't be put off your game. Don't be dissuaded from who you are and what you're about and what you're for Mm -hmm. because of what other people are going to do, because they're going to do it. Yeah. And it, it just, you know, I'm, I hate kind of bad news, but I like bad news. It comes straight forward. And this is just bad news. People are, are bad. We're born that way. Yeah. And some of us get really good at our natural bent. Yeah. And some of us have the distinct pleasure and opportunity and joy of having our natural bent redeemed and transformed. Mm. So don't be thrown off your game. Mind your words. Make it harder for your enemies to succeed against you by your own integrity but don't be surprised when mm-hmm. they try. Mm-hmm. Um, got one more to go. Jerry, any questions on Daniel? Well, no, or no, I, I t- yeah. Tons of thoughts that are, that are rifling through my head. But the, the one thing that strikes me that one of the things that we talk about with our staff is we can pay for anything. I mean, we can fix, we can pay to fix anything except our integrity. Like that you can't write a check. And then all of a sudden, mm. you have a, I mean, you do write a check, but it's sure. your, your physical actions, not a monetary. So I yeah. think that's a good rem- reminder for me as well. It's good, man. That's a great way to phrase that. You can pay to fix anything except that, which is absolutely true. Um, the last character is uh, Horton. And this is Horton. Here's a who Horton of fame. Um, I'm a huge kind of Seuss fanatic. It falls out of my mouth occasionally. I actually wrote a 10 stanza Horton thing centered around Bernie and the new little, and then I was going to send it to Jerry for approval and I mis-thumbed on my phone and it disappeared. And I thought that was the Lord protecting uh, my dignity and (laughs) your your time and energy. So Horton uh, in the story that we're going to look at is actually Horton's hatches an egg and Horton makes a promise uh, to a lazy and manipulative bird named Maisie. Mm-hmm. And he gets hung up in his promise. So he says, you know, 
I meant what I said and I said what I meant. I'm an elephant's faithful 100%. Mm-hmm. And so Maisie says, can you sit on my egg? I got to go do a thing. And Horton's like, I can sit on your egg. You know, now you'll sit, right? You're going to stay, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he does. And he ends up sitting for hours and then days and then weeks and then months and then seasons. Like this bird is gone. Mm-hmm. And Horton has... Um, an infatuation with his word, his promise. And Maisie uses that against him, but then he does not have the the capacity in this to renegotiate. You know, he's so in in awe of, of his promise and his ability to keep his promise that he can't renegotiate. And so for us, like we're going to get into situations in, in the trades. I have heard that it happens that occasionally parts don't show up on time or a thing gets delivered and it's, it's incorrect. They put the cutout on the wrong side or, you know, a, a thousand, it's complicated what you guys do. It really, really is. And there's opportunity for error at every turn. Mm -hmm. So Promise small initially, you know, can you give me a quote to fix your car, fix my car? No, I can tell you what I see. When we take the next step, if you let me begin the process and I disassemble this car, I will be able to give you a quote. I will be able to give you a timeline. My promise to you now is I can tell you it's going to cost at least this much and it's going to take at least this long. Mm -hmm. And I can deliver that. Mm -hmm. And we want to check in frequently. Like, you know, hey, I'm going to call you in two days and see if you want to get on my calendar and move forward with this. I know it's a big decision. Talk it over, you know, and then make that phone call. Follow up. Be consistent. Take your time. Make sure it happens. Yeah. Um, Agree on that follow up schedule. And when you do, don't miss. So there's there's two phone calls that were really hard for me in that follow up. Mm-hmm. And one would be the nothing has changed phone call. So it was a, a completely unnecessary call. I told you we were fixing the car. We we're in the repair phase. That's the phase we're in. We're still there. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't really need to call you, but I told you I was going to call you on Tuesday or Thursday. So I'm calling you to tell you nothing's changed. Just a, you know, it, it was a faithful call. It was important and it was necessary, but it was not really there was nothing to share news wise. Mm-hmm. The second one is when things have gone off the rail, I ordered a left and it showed up in a right. And now I have to renegotiate our timeline. I'm, I'm now behind. Yeah. And it doesn't matter why I'm behind, whether it was my misorder, the shippers failure to deliver what I asked for or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those phone calls are so important. Yep. That renegotiation is so important. You just want to come back in. Mm-hmm. and be able to say i'm sorry i own this mm-hmm. this is what i need to do it's good and at the end of the day those are highly appreciated and valued and you maintain that consistent integrity and mm-hmm. you're negotiating the next step mm-hmm. not you know not bound by one thing i said once yeah. like horton was but i'm coming back and saying this is this is my new reality mm-hmm. that's good. it that's good <clears throat> uh, excuse me Sorry, Jared, I was just going to comment, you know, there's guys on the call like Jared that owns a remodeling business. And, you know, one of the things that he and I both have learned from uh, challenges 
is bad news needs to get delivered quickly. Um, mm-hmm. As soon as and, you can. Yeah. And so, and that, those are tough, those are tough calls to make. We had a, we had a Ryan Seipel had a good learning experience last week or two weeks ago where he was delivering bad news via email and that bit him in the tail as well. He learned from that mm. and he shared with our team, you know, it's really important that not only does bad news get delivered quick, but it gets delivered in person, like either face to face or over the phone. So correct. Good. And you know, the last thing is you said promise slowly. And I'm thinking of some of my younger guys that, that people like myself that are forceful uh, type A leaders. Sometimes I want people to say yes quickly so I can move on to the next thing. And one Mm -hmm. of the, one of the best things that they could say is, you know, let me think about this. You know, Mm -hmm. let me, you know, it's, you're, I think you're better off frustrating somebody by saying, Hey, John, can I sleep on this for 24 hours? than giving you a hard yes or a hard no. So, mm-hmm. uh, but it takes strength, it takes courage because you might bite, you might snap back and that's, but that's on you, right? I'm, I'm, I want my yes to be yes and my no to be no. So, you know, Jeff Barber, I'm gonna sleep on it. I mean, that's what I think Jeff would say to me, by the way. Um, yeah, absolutely would. Okay. All right, <clears throat> good stuff. Awesome. Uh, praise in our Thursday, my friend. Yeah. Jesus, thank you for the opportunity to interact with people today. And we ask that uh, as we go, that we would be uh, comfort, strength, and encouragement to those we interact with. And we ask that you would uh, allow us to be a blessing. Uh, Help us to hear our words, Lord, to hear what we're saying, and to uh, just reckon with them before uh, our conversations finish. Yes. We are so blessed by your faithfulness and your goodness to us, God. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Good job.